to turn in your Bible to Proverbs chapter number 13, verse number 23. So good to see all of you. Great to see all of you. The, the, the greeter team was outside, and when I came downstairs, they all screamed inside, Pastor, why you got us standing out here in this cold? And I'm thinking to myself, I ain't got you standing out there. God got you standing out there. You're doing the work of the Lord. <laughs> but it's good to have people who are committed enough to stand outside in the cold and, and make sure that those who, are, who come through these doors are greeted properly. Proverbs 13, verse 23. When you're there, say amen. amen. Everybody there? Be nosy. Look at, look at the Bible and see if they're really there. If they're in the book of Revelation, say they gone, you're going too far. Say you way off mine. Proverbs 13, verse 23. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. Your Bible may say a good man, but a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. Today I want to preach a message that may not make you shout, but it'll make you live better. I want to preach, don't take it all with you. Saying that, I want to give my good friend a good shout out. Speed racer, Tory Ford. Y'all bless God for him today. Good to see you, Tory. So somebody who's excelling in the life insurance industry. And I really feel like it's important um, to talk about this. I don't know of any other church right now that has particularly scheduled a time for somebody in the life insurance industry to come talk to, talk to us. Because I really do believe that there are a lot of Christians who are not prepared to die. And don't look sad. There are two things that's going to happen in life. One, you're going to have to pay your taxes. And number two, you're going to die. Somebody say amen. You're going to die. And none of us know the day or the hour that that will occur. And it's good for us to be prepared. And I'm glad I'm prepared that if I passed away today, my family will be taken care of. And I'm going to show you later in the text, in the Bible, I'm going to prove to you in the Bible that GoFundMe is not a life insurance policy. Somebody say amen. If you get prepared, uh, your family wouldn't have to uh, be burdened by your disappearance. Amen, somebody. So we're going to teach that today. Uh, before I go deeply, too deeply in the word, two things I want to share. Tomorrow is Jay's third birthday. Third birthday tomorrow. He's going to be three years old. And last Thursday, she finished radiation. That's round four. So she'll have one more round to go. All of the cancer treatment is over. And she was cancer free before they even finished the treatment. Amen, somebody. 
So the last phase, somebody say the last phase. Last phase. The last phase is immunotherapy. And that's not cancer treatment, it's a process that she'll go through to make sure that her immune system, which has gone through a lot over the past eight months, is totally rebuilt. Totally rebuilt. So it's going to be rigorous. Uh, it's going to be about four months. And so the same way you prayed for her doing the cancer treatment, we want you to pray that there are no side effects and that, that the immunotherapy uh, goes through without any problems. We all do that for me? Amen. I got a question. I want to begin with a question. I want to begin with a question. And I really hope that you write some things down. Tori will be available after church to talk to you um, and, uh, about life insurance. And life insurance is, is, is cheaper to attain than a full tank of gas. And if you don't have it, um, you need to get it. And as your pastor, I'm encouraging you, and I'm going to encourage you through the word to get it. Especially... Um, in your young age, you'll be surprised how easy it is to get, how blessed you'll be because you did get it. Here's the question I have for you today. What will the lives of the people you leave behind look like if they had to start their lives where your life ends? I'm gonna say that again. What will the lives of the people you leave behind look like if they had to start their lives where your life ends. Our grandchildren, our children, shouldn't have to build their lives from scratch. They should be building their lives from our shoulders. I hope I'm making sense so far. Too many times when we leave people behind, they are building their lives from the bottom. When they actually, if we do it right, they shouldn't have to start from the bottom. They should be able to start building their lives from where our lives end. And it should be better than we started. Proverbs 13 and 23 is one of the most literal verses of scripture in the Bible. It literally means exactly what it says. It speaks to the importance of being intentional about leaving an inheritance behind. Possessions, money, land, something other than debt. You'd be surprised at how many people lose a mother, lose a father. And in the process of burying them, they find out that not only have they lost a loved one, but they've gained more debt. But you ought to be in a position like my mama and my dad, that whenever God chooses to call them home, that they've made preparations that their children won't have to deal with the extra burden of taking care of and solving problems that they had during their lives. Amen. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. Look at your name and say, it really does get better. Really does, yeah. And let me go ahead and tell you a joke to keep from being so sad. 
Me and my sister, we've already determined that if my mama leaves before us, we don't care what her will is, she will not be buried with all her gold teeth. Oh no, she won't. Oh yeah. If she need a set of dentures to go in the grave with, we'll give her a set of dentures, but every one of them gold teeth will be plucked out of her mouth. Y'all laughing, but I ain't playing. Ain't no sense in all that money going to the grave. <laughs> but it's deeper than that. It's deeper than leaving possessions, money, and land. It's deeper than that because we ought to leave a spiritual inheritance as well. Got to leave a spiritual inheritance. Our relationship with God, what we built as a relationship with God, we should pour that into our children. So even after we're dead and gone, our children will have a firm foundation to build their relationship with God. And I don't know about you, but I thank God for parents who taught me about Jesus. Taught me about loving God and talked to me about what God would do for you if you trust him. I wish I had some help in here. This world and leave my children without understanding that even when mama and daddy can't be there, God will always be there. Oh, I wish I had three people that would give God praise just for a heritage you have. Because some of you, some of you may have had to get it on your own, but others of us, we had a long history of people who trusted God. And we heard about him even before we experienced him. And it was good to hear about him, but ain't it good to also experience Jesus for yourself? And so now you don't have to tell people about what you heard about him. You can now tell people what you know about him. You can tell people what, what God brought you through. Question I got for you right now, is there anybody other than me that God has brought through some serious stuff? I'm not talking about a broken fingernail or split ears or headache. I'm talking about God has brought you through some serious matters. And when God brought you through the serious matters, you could honestly testify right now. It wasn't my mama that did it. It wasn't my daddy that did it. It wasn't my sister or my brother. It wasn't even the doctor or the medicine. It was nobody but God. So when you experience him like that, and you trust him like that, you ought to plant that into your children. Because you got to understand that the world is increasingly moving away from God. Oh, yes, it is. Our children are being taught everything but about God. Y'all not hipping me in here. But isn't it good that even though they can walk to a football game and hear people standing on a microphone telling, y'all not talking to me here, talking about everything but the love of God, they can walk by because they have a firm foundation in God and it can't be shaken. When your kids hear your true story, and that's the importance, that's the importance of telling people, telling your children especially, the truth about your life. Oh, I wish I had some help in here. Tell your children the truth about your life. Stop making them feel like you always had the money to pay the light bill. Y'all not gonna talk to me in here. Stop, stop making them feel 
feel like it was always easy to put food in the refrigerator. No, you've got to be honest with them sometime and tell them, you know what? Sometimes I had more bills than I had money, but God made a way. And with your children sitting around you right now, can I get five of you to stand to your feet and praise God for the stuff you know God did for you? For the ways you know God made for you? For the promises you know God kept to you? Somebody shout, it was nobody but God. Nobody but God. Tell them about what God has done. Ah, and stop making them feel like you haven't ever made any mistakes in your life. Oh yeah, stop, stop walking around like you are the picture of perfection. And tell them, had it not been for the grace and mercy of God, I would not be where I am. I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to a few folk who drunk some liquor in your life. Smoke a little weed in your life. Who maybe went to jail before in your life? Can you give God praise for grace right now? Stop making these kids feel like you're the picture of perfection. Oh, somebody shout nobody but God. They'll have to make their own decisions. They'll have to make their own choices. But we have to model the Christian life for them. And the Christian life includes mountaintops. But it also includes valleys. Glory be to God. It includes sunshine. But it also includes spring. It includes sunny days. But it also includes storms. And you're able to tell them about the darkness and the valleys and the rain because when they look at you, they don't see a person that looks like they've been through the storm and the rain. You look like somebody that God has brought out of the storm and the rain. Oh, somebody shout, nobody but you, God. You'll have to make your own decisions, but you model the Christian life after them. Model the Christian life for them. Our children would be greatly affected by what we model in front of them. So even when we die, they can go back and have a dependence on God. Look at your neighbor and say, I need to leave an inheritance of spiritual dependence on God. We should expose them to God's love. Expose them to God's truth early. And in a way that they are positioned to go higher in God than we were. Our heritage of praise and worship and service should be so strong, oh God, that it, that it surpasses our children and tap into the lives of our grandchildren. Are y'all helping me here? Oh, that's a powerful anointing that, that only does it affect your child, but even from now. Some little boy or some little girl say my granddaddy loved God. Y'all yeah. not helping me get love God, serve God. So I'm going to serve him. But speed, not only do we need to leave a spiritual inheritance, it'll be real good for us, Robin, to leave 
be good to leave a good name. Robin on social media try to make people believe that we are best friends. And we're not. Well, she's mistaking as best friendship is the fact that her grandma was a blessing to my life. I'm telling the truth about this. There are things I've done for her family, and I do love Robin. Robin is a close friend of mine. But there's some things I've done for her family simply because her family has been good to me. When we had Jalen as a little boy, we didn't have no money. I was making $800 a month. Dee wasn't working at all. And we had to get him to daycare. And I think it was about $350 a month. Her, mom, her grandmama had one of the premier daycares in Gadsden County. If you didn't go to Kittyland, you just went smart. Everybody couldn't go to Kittyland. The best of the best. And I happen to be one of the best. I went to Kittyland. And we took our child to Kittyland. And it was a struggle making $800 a month to pay that bill every month. But you know what her grandmama said? Her grandmama, and I couldn't tell this story until after her husband died. <laughs> she told me, you better not tell Henry. And Robin will tell you, at Henry's funeral, I told the story. I could tell it because he wasn't, he couldn't do that to me. Not from laying right there. And I told the people that this lady called us up. And because she had been there before, she let my child go to daycare for free. She said, don't you tell nobody. You better not tell Henry. <laughs> but bring that boy, you ain't got to pay nothing. And you think I will do everything in my power to make the life of her children and her grandchildren sweet? I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that the good name she established in the earth will be passed down to them. You, you gotta keep a good name. Proverbs 22 and 1 says, watch this, it's another literal verse, Quan edit. It says, a good name is more desirable than great riches. And it's better to have a good name and favor than it is to have silver and gold. Y'all not gonna help me in here. Can I, can I tell you something? If you got a good name, you ain't even got to have good money. Y'all not gonna help me here. If you are connected to a good name, you ain't even got to have good credit. A good name is better than money. Are y'all gonna help me here? What is a good name? Can you be trusted? This is what you gotta ask yourself. Can people trust you? Or do you lie all the time? Can people trust you or do you say one thing and do another? Can you be counted on? Do you make commitments that you don't keep? Do you, do you 
say yes to everything, but you're you're a no-show? Be the kind of person where people don't have to question your motives. Y'all not gonna help me. Y'all not gonna help. Be the type of person where people don't have to question your motives. And y'all do know it's a lot of people when you see them coming, you know it ain't nothing but some shenanigans. Raise your hand if you got one somebody you know of that when you see, matter of fact, when you see them calling. <laughs> You got a different name for them in your phone, phone roller thing. Huh? You, 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 they think when they call you, they name pop up, but they nickname show up. Y'all not gonna help me here. I think I told y'all this one time, for those who didn't hear it before, I'm gonna tell you again. One of the most embarrassing times I ever had in my life was when I walked up to a person and they greeted me and I knew exactly who they were. And they said, Pastor, give me a call sometime. I said, I sure to do it. And I was lying. <laughs> That's what grace for. <laughs> I had no intention to call. And they said, put my number in your phone. I said, here's my phone. Go ahead and put it in. What you do is you dial it, and I'll lock it in, and you'll have mine. And they put the number in. <laughs> and a name other than theirs popped up. And it began with aggravating. And it ended with a three-letter word that began with A. This was before I really got seen. I really got dipped about four months ago. Okay? I was so shamed. I was like, you must got, you must got another number or something. I promise this ain't for you. So I don't stop putting me a nickname for people. Now I just put in symbols. <laughs> Riches come and go. But a good name will last through difficult times. A good name might be the reason you make it through difficult times. Remember I told you, your money really doesn't matter when you are connected to a person with a good name. Yeah. Raise your hand if you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you, you connected to a person with a good name. Okay, for all of y'all who don't know what I'm talking about, I got my first set of furniture. I walked in there, we bought a house, man, we got out of that little house, and we bought a house and now I'm a big boy. <laughs> you know, when you're a big boy, man, you don't go to the furniture store with no jeans, you walk in there with a suit. You don't go in there asking no question. You just go in there pulling at what you want. I want that piece. I want that piece. I want that piece. And then Miss Griffin said, "All right, can I take your name and your get your social security number?" <laughs> like, what you need that for?
before I gave that lady that stuff and I sat down in the chair waiting. <laughs> and Miss Griffin said, came back and she said, Sir, I can't give you no funds your credit. Have you looked at your credit score? And then she asked me a question that changed my life and it continued to bless me today. She said, your name is Clarence Jackson. She says, is there any way that you are related to Clarence and Lesser Jackson? Y'all got to understand, I was slumped over. I had made a hole in that seat. She says, anyway, you are related to Clarence and Lester Jackson. And I said, yes. That's my mom and my daddy. Y'all not hear me here. She said, if you can call and get one of them on the line that will vouch for you, you can get your first. Your, your, your daddy done brought me greens before you. 
and your mama done made me cornbread. They called me and told me you were here. And because of their word, I'm going to let you out of here. Y'all not going to help me here. You got to understand there's power in a good name. You Like the time my son got caught with that weed. <laughs> Y'all ain't coming back no more. Y'all ain't coming back no more. <laughs> Woo! Didn't y'all just shout over grace and mercy? <laughs> Let me just tell you something. That's why we have to be so careful with our decisions. It takes a lifetime to build a reputation. But one moment of bad decision can cause you to lose everything you've been. I need some help in here. Somebody shout amen. You gotta ask yourself a question. How do I want to be remembered? How will how you are remembered affect the lives of the people you leave behind. So you want to leave behind a spiritual legacy. But you also want to leave behind a good name. The last thing I want to show you and I'm done. You ought to leave behind a financial inheritance too. Your children should not have to ask social media to help bury you. Amen, somebody. And they don't have to. When we know better, we should do better. And it's amazing, church people. We love to get in church and shout and hear messages that bring us out of stuff. But ain't it amazing that we get real quiet when it concerns a message that'll keep you out of some stuff? See, we love to be brought out, but we don't, we don't like getting messages that'll keep us out of it. Somebody say amen. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. Matthew 6 and 21 talks about it. It says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You can't tell me that you love your family, but leave them without your treasure. Y'all not going to help me here. The Bible says that where your treasure is, your heart is there also. I want to show you something in 2 Kings chapter number 4. And I'm done. Go there real quick. 2 Kings chapter number 4. Is this good teaching today? 2 Kings chapter number 4. We're going to start at verse number 1. And I'm closing this message. Say amen when you get there. Amen. Sister Biggins, 2 Kings chapter number 4 says, Now there cried a woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah. And listen at what she says. She says, Your servant, my husband, 
is dead. And you know all that he did and you know that he feared the Lord. But watch this. She says, but a creditor has come to my house and he's trying to take my two sons as ransom for the credit my husband owed. For the debt my husband owed. Listen at what happens here. Now we know the rest of this story because Elijah tells her, you know, what to do. He tells her to look through the house and fill up jars. Get jars, as many as you can find, and go ask your neighbors. Y'all not gonna help me here. To fill it up. He says, go borrow vessels if you have to. Watch that. Empty vessels. And, and, and verse number four says, and when you have come back to your house, shut the door up with your sons. And those vessels begin to be filled up. And we love to use that scripture to talk about how God makes a way. But one of the things we never want to talk about is how the husband failed to make a way. Y'all miss this? Her husband totally failed to make a way. Here it is, here it is, here it is. He dies and he's a he's one of the sons of the prophets. He's in church. He knows the law. And here's what we got to understand. Church folk, we got to get to the place where we understand that Some of the stuff you pray for, it ain't gonna happen until you put your hand to the plow. It just ain't gonna fall out of the sky. Somebody say amen. Look at this. Here is this man prophesying to everybody else about their future. And his own children don't even have one. to do today is God will 
appreciated for trying to get my people to not only live a better life, but set our children up and our grandchildren up to live better lives as well. Everybody stand in this place.